This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to another edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the number one tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley, and we're looking ahead to tomorrow, Thursday's women's semi finals at the French Open, the second major of 2023. And I'm delighted to say, joining me, as per usual, when we look at all about women's tennis, is our WTA tour handicapper, it's Rory Girardi. Now, Rory, we haven't had the best of years. We've come on, but we, we, we've got to celebrate, we've got to cheer. We just had a plus 900 winner of Mukova winning her quarter and making the semi-final. So the Aziaz used to say in her, pop, in her plastic population, the only way is up, my friend. The only way is up. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I, we've been close on a number of occasions and, you know, we've had a we've had a few near misses, but yeah, good to get one over the line with Karolina Mukova beating Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova a couple of days back now. Um, oh, yeah, it was a couple of days back, I think. It was yesterday. It was yesterday. yesterday. I'm losing yes. track of days. It's been a been a long tournament, but no, it's uh, great to see. I've I. It was funny because I think when we started the year, Annette, Annette Contivate was my my favourite, and then it, then it did become Mukova, and and she, as I said at the start of the tournament, you know, she wasn't having. She had a load of strapping on her earlier in the year, and she was struggling with her fitness, and now she's showing what she can do when she's fully fit, and and she's through to her second. Grand Slam semi-final so absolutely delighted um obviously great to land the bet as as regular listeners viewers will know I'm on her outright as well so I'm very much hoping she gets past Arena Sabalenka in the semi-finals which of course will be no easy task because the world number two is, is playing pretty well on the clay yeah, surprisingly well on the clay. Uh, just the one thing about Mukova, though, we did highlight her as a bet to win Wimbledon. She's now to, uh, down to plus 3,000, which I still think looks quite a generous price. When you consider that the Wimbledon, the fast Wimbledon surfaces are her best, really, I'd say her best surface. Uh, but she's in an amazing, she hasn't played many majors. She hasn't played many Grand Slams, but her record in the Grand Slams in the business end is, is very, very impressive. So it might not be a foregone conclusion, as we, as, as Bet Rivers will tell you on that match. We'll come on to that match in a minute. Let's have a look at the outright markets here first. Though. Now, the outright, what we, the, I remember starting with you, what seems like a lifetime ago now, almost two weeks ago. <laughs> and the first question I asked you was, can anyone beat Iga Shrontek? And that was the question. I think you answered it by saying the only person who could beat her is herself. And uh, we're through to the semifinals. And the question mark now is really the same question. Can Iga Shrontek get beat? She hasn't dropped the set. We sort of mentioned her at plus three dollars, didn't we? That that she may be a bet. We thought she was a a, a bet, um, not no value at all at the minus money to win the tournament, but at plus three dollars to win the tournament without dropping a set, that represented some value. So if you've got that voucher, you're looking in great shape now. She's minus two seventy five to win the tournament. Sabalenka is plus two seventy five. Mukova is eighteen hundred, and uh, Beatrice Hadamaya is twenty five hundred. So you can see how dominant one hundred percent of the market share 
is on the front two in the betting. So nobody expects Mukova or Beatrice had a male bet. Rivers don't expect them to progress through to the final. But the question really is stands, you know, is she is she a, is she a good thing or is she not a good thing really? And, and at minus 275, is she a good thing or, or, or is there still some thing in your mind that thinks she's showing some kind of vulnerability there? And I think if someone gets at that part of her game, she could be flaky. A little. I mean, I, I just checked actually. It was plus 400 her not to win a set. So it's a nice ticket if, if you're on that. I mean, her last two matches... Well, sorry, her last match, her Serenko, she was up 5-1 and then Serenko retired against Coco Goff today. There were moments where, you know, with the wind as well, and the wind troubled her in her first match, going back, as you say, it feels like a lifetime ago, hmm. against Christina Buxer. I mean, she was tested by Coco Goff. It was still 6-4, 6-2, so... But yeah, in the first set, she had a bit of trouble with the wind. I mean, Goff isn't great in the wind either. But, you know, she wasn't quite firing. But, you know, business end of the set, she broke to love to win it 6-4. I mean, the problem in that match for Sfionte, I mean, the problem for Goff was that, you know, her forehand, she just doesn't have that much confidence in it. So she was sort of, sort of playing a sort of loopy forehand and she was positioning it well. So Sfiontek was having to work you know, to, to having to adjust, but, you know, Goff was hitting that shot so often that Sviontek was getting used to it. And then, you know, eventually Sviontek would just whack it past, back past her. Goff didn't really have a, have a plan B. Um, you'd think certainly Mukova would have a plan B. Sabalenka, obviously different threat, hitting the ball just so hard. Even had Ajmaya, you know, lefty, although Sviontek does have a very good record against lefties, you know, we're at the point now where obviously it's only two matches to go, so we can actually look at properly at prospective opponents. So had Ajmaya, who's probably one of the few players on the tour with a winning record over Sfiontek, you know, won, won their previous meeting last year. Minus 275 obviously is not a price I'd go near, and I, I don't think anyone needs to go near that. I, I just still get the feeling that she's not at her best, you know, she hasn't dropped a set, but watching her. And then there were, I'd say early in that second set, you just thought Goff might be able to get into it. And then she threw in a really bad service game and, and Sfiontek went 4-2 up and, and won from there on. But the potential opponents, I think they could give her a bit of trouble. Whether it's enough to take a set off her, I don't know. But I think we've seen with Sfiontek even earlier this year, when she faced her back in her and she faced she's faced um Sabalenka, um she can be put in trouble, you know, and, and if she is taken into a situation where you know it's tight, she can get tight. And if she's dragged into a battle, you know, I mean, I think the thing with Sfiontek is she's been so impressive, but most of the time she has things very much her own way if someone's able to drag her into a fight, then we might see her come unstuck. I mean, you go back to last year's US Open when she was dragged into a couple of battles and she came through really, really well. But Australian Open, obviously she lost to Rybakina. Um, you know, she's had a couple of close games where she's been on the wrong side. So I wouldn't say her winning it's a foregone conclusion by any stretch. Let's have a look at the matches. Two semi-finals tomorrow. First one starts at 9 a.m. Eastern time. And it's uh, 
Arena Sabalenka has a chance to become the world number one if uh, Shrontek does get beat and she wins the tournament here. She's a very heavy favourite, though, minus 315 against sort of Rory's pick uh, at the beginning of the tournament, which was bad at the beginning of the tournament, Karina Mukova. Now, Mukova is plus 255. The spread here is four and a half with Sabalenka a favourite at minus 117 with the spread. And the totals are pitched at 20 and a half, which to me, I think I'd, I'd be inclined to go over, actually, if I was given a given option. They've met once before in 2019. You know, Sabalenka isn't, wasn't the, the player that she is now, looking extremely confident on the surface that she's never got past the third round before here. Uh, and Sabalenka won that match to love. But she did with two tight sets, 7-5, seven, 7-6. Seven, it was on a, a faster hard court. Uh, Carolyn Mukova, though, has a much better, if you look at her career record on clay, she's got a much better percentage record, 124 wins to 60 losses compared to Sabalenka's 64 wins to 41 losses. So that isn't the kind of form that you would expect to see someone being such a heavy favourite, minus 315, to win a semi-final. We know that Mukova's been out with injuries. We know Mukova's had problems over the last few years, but she is a top 10 player here. And that plus 255 on the clay, I think that's a little bit disrespectful to the Czech um, I, I I actually like the overs and the match here, minus one seventeen on over twenty and a half. Um, but it's not about me; it's about you, Rory. What 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 are you, are you agree with me, or do you think that uh, Sabalenka gets the job done pretty convincingly? Yeah, I, I agree that it should be quite tight. Um, and overs is definitely one that's interesting. Should you should man that previous meeting? Yeah, it was in tail end of twenty nineteen. It was actually in the Zuhai elite trophy which was i'm not sure they have it anymore it's kind of they you've got the wta finals and yeah they don't have it anymore so you have wta finals and you have this kind of second tier one um and they usually i they i remember one year they held it in sofia um and they stuck in the home favorite pironkova just into the draw so the fans would have someone to cheer um she wasn't quite in that second tier but they just stuck her in the tournament anyway um in the second set of that clash um, obviously it was a hard court um, Mukva had a set point on Sabalenka's serve and then she failed to serve out at 5-4 so then it went into the tiebreaker and Sabalenka prevailed uh, in that match Mukva had just 17 winners against 30 unforced errors Sabalenka 27 winners 27 unforced errors um, just watching that match just watched the highlights a bit earlier Mukva was able to trade a bit with Sabalenka and obviously she'll mix things up from the baseline She's got the backhand slice, which is really effective on clay and the drop shot. She'll come into the net as well. And I think for her, she's just got to attack and she's going to get past at, at times, but that's going to happen no matter what she does. You know, Sabalenka obviously hits the ball so hard. But the great thing I think about Mukova compared to Sabalenka's previous opponents, certainly Alina Svitolina and, and Sloane Stevens, is that she's just got such a variety of shots and game plans if, if something's not working she can try something else because the last thing she wants to do is let Sabalenka get into a rhythm if Sabalenka hits her stride it's game over she, she'll she'll win it in quick time I actually don't think Sabalenka's played all that well in the last couple of matches I mean she was fantastic in the start against Stevens and then the American came back against Svitolina I thought she was good in the first set and the Ukrainian was really playing well, just holding on. And then her level dropped ever so slightly. Again, Sabalenko, she wasn't brilliant in the second, but she just did enough. I just It just didn't look like Svitolina had the tools to trouble Sabalenka, whereas I think Mukova hopefully does. You know, a bit more variety, changes things up. She's quite, she hits it hard from the baseline as well. 
Um, I think the key for Mukova, she's her second serve has got to be has got to be good because Sabalenka is just going to attack it at will. Um, when they met in Zuhai, the check was just eleven out of twenty eight on her second serve. So I think on clay, she can really kick it on the clay. It's really gonna gonna act. It's gonna bounce up high and. She's just got to make sure it just doesn't sit up nicely for Sabalenka to just smash it past her. Sabalenka needs to serve well as well. I mean, she started missing her first serve against Stevens. Last year, there were times when she couldn't hit a serve. Um, and there was a little bit of that against Stevens. So Mukova's going to have to punish her second serve. You know, the odds tell you Sabalenka's a strong favourite, and, and rightly so. But but Mukova will feel she has a chance here, uh, you know. I'm personally, as, as you know, I'm on, I'm on Mook for each way. I really hope she wins. Sabalenka's too short for me to hedge anyway. She's much too short. One thing to note, it's 3 p.m. local time. So it's going to be pretty warm, which should probably suit Sabalenka slightly the more. But I think if she plays similar to how she did against Svitolina, which was at about the same time, I think Mukova's got a chance. Um Minus 107, Mukova to win a set, I think is interesting. I think the overs games angle is very interesting. Over 20 and a half games is minus 117. Over 21 and a half games is plus 107. But I'm going to go a little bit left field. I like the chance of a tie break here. Their first encounter was 7-5-7-6. Mukova got into position to win that second set and couldn't close it out. I could see something happening again similar happening tomorrow so the bet for me is total number of tie breaks over 0.5 so basically odds on a tie break that's plus 280 which i think's not a bad angle for this but i you know if you want to play it safe overs games maybe mukova to win a set but i think just going a little bit left field um might work here so plus 280 on a tie break i like that bet it sort of brings into my overs thinking as well. Um, if you look at Sabalenka's route through to the final, a uh, semi-final, sorry, I'm carrying around myself there, giving her the <laughs> finest. Uh, she hasn't dropped the set very like, very much like Spiontek as well, but her matches have been a lot more more competitive. They haven't really cashed on over 20 and a half. I mean, two have been exactly 20, one's been 23, and the other two have been 16 and 17, but this is by far her most difficult opponent. And I still think that we may have been a little bit carried away by Sabalenka's clay court form this year. People are saying that she's learned to play the clay. She's she's doing exactly the same aggressive form. That's just confidence. She's hitting winners and she's hitting winners. It doesn't matter what tennis court you're hitting or you're hitting the winners like she's doing. She's she's going to make them. Those winners without the confidence of years ago, the year before, were going becoming unforced errors. That's just all about confidence. And I and I, and I, I think she's vulnerable on this surface. And I've said it before. And um, I, I think Mukova will run so close here. I, I like the games here. I think this could be a, a lot closer than what the minus three fifteen suggests. Now. The next match we're going to talk about, which is the evening match. Remember, if you head to the Bet Rivers website, I think they've got 50 odd markets on that semi final, 48 odd markets or something like that. So you can go over there. If you don't like any of the ones that myself and Roy have suggested here, we're only just giving you a little bit of our advice and, you know, just telling you what we think might happen. You can make your own opinion up, go over there, look at the different markets, find the bet for you, and uh, scroll through the, the endless amounts of markets they have there. And also, if you do place a bet, you can live stream. So if you can. Ring up, say you're late in traffic, you can sit in bed and watch the the first hour at nine in the morning and get in late for work. I'm not I'm not telling you to go in late for work, but it, something you can do if you want to be that way. Uh, anyway, the next match is talking about heavy favourites. This is uh, obviously a very very heavy favourite, and as Rory said though, the head to head record here, uh, Beatrice Haddad Meyer is up against Igor Swiatek, and Beatrice Haddad Meyer actually leads the head to head one nil. Now she must be one of the only players in the world 
uh, I would think, that when they're in the top 100, who has a winning record against Igor Shrontek. To put that in perspective, Igor Shrontek beat Corey Goff today for the seventh time, seven matches, 7-0. and And Beatrice Hallemeyer leads 1-0 against Igor Shrontek. The odds, though, are minus 2,000 for the world number one and the tournament favourite. Uh, Beatrice Hallemeyer is plus 950. The spread here is minus 7.5, so the Brazilian gets a 7.5 start. She is a heavy favour on that market, minus 175. And the totals here for a women's quarterfinal in a Grand Slam, I don't think I can remember them being as low as this ever. It's 17 and a half. Now, Haddad Maya has come through a very, very long couple of matches. I mean, she was out on her feet against Sorabes Torno. She come through a, a, a match, long, long match against Alexandrova. Schneider as well pushed her close and Jabur as well has just come through another close match. So in her matches in this tournament, four of her five have gone the distance. So whether <laughs> Higa Shrontek has probably I think she's completed four of her matches in the same time as it took her to beat Sora Soro <laughs> the other day, the longest women's match of the year. So that must be a big factor here. And that's obviously factored into the price. Also, she's factored into the price that she's the best player in the world. She's in scintillating form and nobody really takes anything into account. The fact that Hadad Maya beat her in Toronto last year. Should we look at that match? Should we think there is an angle to a post-Rontic in this match? Or just, is it just going to be another demolition bolt job for the pole? Yeah, the start is so important, I think. Um, I mean, if Sviontek gets off to a fast start, I just can't see her being hauled back. But Hadaj Maya, she's dropped the first set in her last two matches. She's been, no, in her last three, in her last three. So she's gone three sets in her last four, because it was Schneider, then Alexandrova, um, sorry, there's Tormo and today Jabur, but her last three matches, she's dropped the first set. Obviously, she's come back to win each time. Um, and you'd think those matches would have taken a physical toll, but today she looked much the stronger against Jabur, who, I mean, Jabur was the real disappointment of, of, of the day. Um, I wondered if her calf might have been troubling her Actually, I thought that during the second set because she just looked really flat at times. And and Hadaj Maya just she just doesn't go away. I mean, she keeps at you and you know, she showed great resilience again. Um, she had a three hour fifty-one marathon on Monday, as we said, against Cerebes Tormo, and Jabur faded somewhat tamely in the third set. They actually won the same amount of points in the match, but Hadaj Maya obviously won the third six-one. Um we discussed Sviontek against Goff. I mean, Sviontek, you know, she's very short and, and she should be. Her record against, there's nothing in her record against left-handers. That's very good. In her last 14 matches against left-handers, starting with the 2020 French Open, where she made her name, where she sprung to fame, you know, the only defeat was that match against Hadaj Meyer in, in Toronto. Um, I was watching back that Toronto match and, you know, Sviontek, wasn't brilliant. I mean, she didn't, I think she served seven double faults, um, obviously much quicker conditions than, than at Roland Garros and, and had Ajmaya was able to, you know, use her serve a bit more effectively than I think she will do here. Um, I just, I just don't, I think everything just adds up, you know, all those hard matches, she's now facing a world number one. I just don't see it. And, you know, that saying about Sviontek, you know, all, she's beaten all the top lefties, you know, that defeat, you know, she beat Trevisan, she beat Kerber, she beat Kvitova. 
I mean, I think I'm not actually going to have a bet here. I think the spread is pretty much bang on. And if you really wanted to have a bet, maybe Sviontek minus seven and a half at plus 140. But I, I think it, it this one could easily be be a bit closer. I can't see Hadej Meyer winning a set. I, I think Sviontek will win in straight sets, but that's obviously going to be very short. I'll give you Hadej a bet Meyer. here. Go on. I'm sorry, I thought. I thought. Sorry, I thought you finished here. I'll give you. I, I've got a bet here. Go on. I. I think what's okay. going to happen here is I think that Hadam Meyer will come out and she'll try her best and she'll lose the first set six two six three, and I think all of a sudden she realised this is an uphill struggle when I've gone on too many marathons. I, I, I'm absolutely out of my on my feet. I've come as far as I can. And I think in the second set she's going to absolutely pulverise. I think she get wiped away. And I've seen a bet with Bet Rivers under eight and a half games in the second set at minus one oh five. That would be my yeah. bet. Yeah, I uh, can see I, certainly I see that. We've seen that we've seen her Iga Schwantik absolutely mentally destroys these opponents in the first set. I think three her first three matches she won the second set six love. Yep. And we've had a mile, the amount of miles she's put in the clock this tournament. I think she's gonna think I just I I've got nothing left for me. And I think Iga Schwantik will absolutely thrive on that and just i think second second set six love six one job done yeah yeah first, in play, first set, I, think it could be, I think the first set i think it can be quite competitive but the second set i think she just blows her away yeah i think that's a that's a good in running play you just yeah see how the first set goes and that that could very well happen i mean i kind of expected it to happen today um because Chabert won the first set pretty easily and then early second set you know you just thought yeah is, is she gonna is she going to be up for this? Is she going to be able to hang with Javert? And she did. And she came back really, really well. But Sfiontek's going to be a different kettle of fish. She's had another three-setter. And there's only, you know, she had two days after Monday till today. She's only got one day before tomorrow. Sfiontek, as you said, very few miles on the clock this tournament. Yeah, it's definitely an angle. It has to, you'd think all that tennis will catch up with a Brazilian and yeah, could be second set tomorrow. Could be where it all where the wheels come off. Yeah, first set competitive. Keep it tight. Lose six three. Gallant effort. Second set run out of gas. Six love. Job done. That is how I'm seeing it. Uh, yeah, d- d- you know, that's, how I, that's how I see the game. But anyway, the official pick we're going to have is a tie break. Nice price on a tie break in Mukova against Sabalenka. Uh, plus two eighty. Was it two eighty? That's right. Yes, that's the very, official. Play. That is a very, very nice price there. Plus two eighty. My lean would be for over twenty and a half games in that match and in this in that other game. Rory hasn't got an official pick on Triontek against uh, against Hadam Meyer, but I think the second set will be a blitz. Uh, very heavy six love six one. Try it in for the first set. Just sort of realise that she's got nothing left in the tank in the second set. Okay, that's been the show here. Looking at the women's uh, semi-finals at the French Open, myself and Sean Cavill we on tomorrow. Looking at the men's semi-finals, we know one semi-final. We, we can't wait for it. Carlos Alcaraz against Novak Djokovic. My first opinion when I saw plus one seventy-five Novak Djokovic, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Yeah, I know that Carlos, looks big to me. It, it looks big. <laughs> I know Carlos Alcaraz is, is is a sensation and playing the best of his career, but that is a that, that's the biggest price Novak Djokovic has been for seven years in any single tennis match other wow. than when he's played the now at uh, the French Open. So 
are we writing him off too early? Well, we're going to talk about this. Let's talk about this is a women's tennis show. We talk about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. With myself and Sean. Uh, there's so much action going on here on the, on the Bet Rivers Network and on the podcast. Um, if you go to our YouTube channel and our, and our socials, if you want to download, first of all, download this podcast. You can download it by subscribing to uh, to our podcast. Download it at Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. You'll be able to follow all these podcasts and get an alert every time one of them drops. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is at the Bet Rivers Network. Uh, you can also follow us on our Twitter page at Because We Win and also on our Instagram page Because We Win. We've got a brilliant podcast just released and I've listened to it this, this afternoon. It's a Champions League podcast with Dan Roebuck, Daniele Fischer-Keller from the Italian Contingent and Steve Risch uh, from the English Contingent about the Man City into Milan game. It's a really, really good podcast. You can listen to that on Betting Weekly Extra Time on your preferred podcast provider. And also, in the next few days, we've got Daniele. He's flying out to Milan to watch the game at the San Siro with the Italian fans. That's going to be all on the socials. Uh, the great following there. And uh, our man from the Premier League show, Harry Simeu, he's going to be in Istanbul for the final as well. And he's going to send us some videos and some live pictures from Istanbul as well. So a huge amount of content across all of our social medias, on our YouTube channel as well, and also here on the Bet Rivers uh, podcast as well on Because We Win. Uh, um, Roy, thank you very much for joining me. Um, yes. Enjoy tomorrow. Hopefully Mukova gets the job done. I think <laughs> she's got a chance now. I really do. I think she's got a chance. I really Fingers do. Crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers uh, crossed. In the final, I don't think she's got any chance. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I think she's got a chance. Uh, thanks very much for watching. Uh, enjoy your night. And uh, we're back again tomorrow looking ahead to the men's semifinals. The big one, Carlos Alcaraz and Novak Djokovic. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.